Hey everyone, welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Karen Gibas along with Jacques Daniel. Jacques, I think you know our next guest. Maybe just a little, maybe a whole bunch. I do. I do know her. <laughs> you do know her? Well, why don't you in- <laughs> introduce? I was afraid he'd say, I have never seen this person before in my life. <laughs> oh, man. You better introduce her before the, our listeners wonder what's going on. So uh, we are sitting here this morning in the mustard seed, the beautiful mustard seed, looking at lots of fun things to buy with my beautiful bride, Annie Daniel. And uh, if you haven't heard it yet, we are expecting, we have eight children, we have number nine on the way. So she's, um, not only is she generous in being here this morning and leaving the kids to fend for themselves, but I'm sure she would rather be in bed, sleeping. (laughs) Very, very generous. Making a human, making a human. (laughs) It's a superpower. It is. It is a superpower. I don't feel so super, but it is a superpower. It's a superpower. Well, (laughs) we are here to talk about... Federation of North American Explorers, or shortened form, F&E. Yes. Yes. So both of you are members of this this, uh, group that you guys have here in the Rapid City area. But, I mean, I know a little bit about it, but I don't know enough detail to... You know, encourage somebody to join F&E and what Federation of North American Explorers even does or means. So let's start, first of all, with, okay, so we know Jacques, a little bit about you, enough about you. (laughs) Annie, let's talk about you for a moment. So you're obviously using your superpower of growing a human right now. And you also, as Jacques mentioned, you guys have eight children. I know you homeschool. Correct. You are superwoman. (laughs) It's true. <laughs> what else about Annie Daniel that we should know? Well, yeah, I um, I asked Jacques last night if uh, instead of talking about F&E, I could talk about something that I was an expert on. And so then I was trying to rack my mind about what that could be, stain treatment of clothing. I don't, I don't yeah, really know. Yeah, right? <laughs> Babysitter Club Club. <laughs> you Babysitter Club Club. Um yeah, I, I'm originally from California, um, came to uh, the Black Hills to go to Black Hills State and um, met Jacques there. My mom says I majored in Jacques. And um, uh, I had family in the area, but I never imagined myself um, living in Rapid City as an adult. Um, and I'm a convert, so... Um, it's, uh, it always blows my kids' minds when we bring up that I was not always Catholic. Um, and it is strange to look back and realize that um, more than half of my life now has been spent within the loving arms of the church. So, Well, I think it's amazing if your children's minds are blown that you haven't always been Catholic. That's just a testimony to how strong of a Catholic you are. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... This Federation of North American Explorers, did this get started here in North America? It did not. Um, We actually are uh, the newest brothers and sisters in the organization. It was founded um, right alongside uh, the Boy Scouts founding. Our founder is uh, Venerable Father Jacques Savon. He's got um, a cool name. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> he must be cool. Uh, and he was, uh, he was a Jesuit um, from France. 
And um, he started to get word, uh, Europe started to get word of what Lord Baden-Powell was doing with his scouting movement. And um, Father Savan asked his superiors if he could go and check it out. Um, because uh, at the time, uh, people were a little bit suspicious about anything that even resembled anything military. So he went and he and Lord Baden-Powell became very good friends. And Father Savan saw an opportunity in which you could um, form the whole person. Um, and uh, so he asked uh, Lord Baden-Powell, can I, can I rewrite some things to include our faith? And it is said that when Lord Baden-Powell read what Father Savan had written, um, that he said, this is what I meant to write. Oh, how beautiful. So, um, so things started in France and um, spread throughout Europe, and uh, Federation of North American Explorers was brought over in the 90s. Um, so we are very young. Very young. Yes. So one of the things that you guys focus on in the f &E group is finding God in the outdoors. Correct. So Jacques, can you maybe... You know, we'll give Annie a break, and, and can you maybe speak to how you find God in the outdoors, especially in the F&E group? Yeah, I think one of the beautiful things about F&E is, um, and my mother can attest to this, is that I hated the outdoors. You know, she would uh, she tells stories of having to, you know, trick me going to get the mail or something, you know, and then locking the door behind <laughs> oh, wow. her, That's pretty hard behind work. me so that I would go outside and... Um, and and I didn't grow up in this scouting movement. In fact, it was when we had our first child, Max, that Annie, whose uh, family was very big into the scouting movement in California, said, you know, this is something that's important. I've seen the way that that it's an educational formation of the person. And um, and so anyway, somehow we, we, it's a long story, but the short of it is we stumbled on the Federation of North American Explorers as a as really the Catholic version that not only has like a Catholic badge, but it's it integrates the faith throughout the entire aspect uh, of the program, and and considers that spiritual component an important piece. Well, uh, uh, we go f there's four season camping, you know, so we go out uh, into the outdoors and and. And I'm still kind of like, I don't really like that. Like, I like the outdoors. I think the outdoors are beautiful. But as we, every time, as we prepare for a camp out, you know, I'm always thinking about all the things that have to be done and all of the responsibilities. And it isn't until I'm actually in the outdoors and, you know, you go to sleep uh, under the stars, you wake up with the sun and, uh, and, and you see the beauty of God's creation and there's just something amazing and life transforming about it, you know, and the boys and the girls who go on the camp out too, you know, like you get away from electronics, you get away from all of your regular routine of, of work and school and all of that. And you just, and you're, you're hit, all of your senses are hit with, um, with the sun and, and the trees and the birds and the coyotes fresh howling oh, and I the fresh the air <laughs> and and the and the very important campfire coffee yes and uh, <laughs> everything and, that goes with camping well i would like to say i'm a super experienced camper but i am not <laughs> the first time i ever went tent camping i was 20 some weeks pregnant with the twins oh no 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 <laughs> and we went to yellowstone 
And we camped in a tent for like three nights, four days kind of thing. And it snowed and it rained. And I slept in a lawn chair with my head elevated and my feet elevated. And that is the only camping experience that I have. But I went with my family. We went as a family. And it was a very tight fit in the tent. But it was a beautiful experience. And I can attest to the fact that when you get out in nature... With your family, especially, that it, there's just something very blessing to you about being in that situation. Now, we as a family have decided maybe we should do more nature things. I'm not <laughs> sure camping is on my top of my list. But as a family, being outdoors, is that something that you find has encouraged even participating in the campouts with, with Federation of North American Explorers group? Do you guys take that outside of the group and just have a greater appreciation as a family, Annie, for the outdoors? Yeah, and I, and I would say that Ethany has um, certainly opened our eyes to the fact that we can do this as a family and um, that there is a greater desire for us to do this together. Um, when the lockdown happened in the spring, um, you know, I, I felt like that was the time for us to really knuckle down for school. Um, but because we didn't have a lot of the same activities that the kids were involved in, um, we just cleared our schedule to make one day a week to go out and um, hit the trail. And uh, the kids, it was just such a beautiful opportunity to be out together. And even on the times that Jacques couldn't go with us because he was at work, um, their excitement about coming home and saying, dad, you should have been there. Um, we saw this we dragonfly. Saw this. We saw yeah. this rock. And guess what? I found an agate. And- yeah. Yeah. All of the excitement about that. Um, it's been, it's been really, really great. My family has a cabin up, um, outside of Spearfish and, you know, it doesn't have running water. We don't have internet up there. Um, And we spend a good portion of our summers up there. That's very much a part of who we are. Um, But it's been great to see that um, because of F&E and the skills that we have uh, gained together Mm -hmm. as a family, that the kids are so um, much more courageous and uh, purposeful about the things that they want to do, the things that they can do on their own, um, that it's just, uh, it's been great for us as a family to share those experiences together. That's excellent. Now, and I, one of the things that I mean, you teach, you said uh, the, the courageous to be more courageous and things, but you also, you teach a lot of other virtues in the F&E program, correct? Correct. So these virtues, I think, are are critical, especially infused into young hearts and minds at the age that they are. But is it infused in a way that maybe they don't realize that they're getting this virtue training because it's in the form of, you know, learning to tie knots or it's in the form of a community service thing that they think they're doing just to get this badge kind of situation. But in fact, they're learning a life lesson. Right. Absolutely. No. And the the knots is such a great example. You know, um, we begin teaching knots when they are eight. And um, it's something that every, everyone, it doesn't matter if they're an adult or a kid, think that this is going to go pretty darn quick and it's going to be easy and it is it's hard and it's hard hard to remember them and um that lesson in fortitude without us having to say it you know that we just keep at it and every time you do it you get better at it um is such a it's such a gift to them and they and then we can 
call back on that, that remember you had a hard time learning how to do the scarf knot, but you know how to do it now. So you will remember how to do the bowling. You'll be able to do this. No problem. Um, and, and so then when we're out on the trails, when they're having a hard time that we can, um, we can remind them and explore smiles and sings under all difficulties and you have fortitude. Um, we can do this. So it really is a gift to be able to help them grow in virtue. One of the things that Lord Baden-Powell was very specific about and passed on to Venerable Jacques Savine, Savon, is that the, is, is really the game of exploring, the game of scouting, that it's, it's, it isn't sitting at a classroom, like the classroom is the outdoors. It's, and a, it's a hands-on. It's thing. a hands-on and it is, and it is enjoy and game and activity and, and a language of young people that is, that is fun if we're going to pass it on. And they crave it. They do. They crave the outdoors. They crave to be in nature with their creator. They at do. least my kids do. Well, we are going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to talk with Annie Daniel more about the Federation of North American Explorers and maybe get some more insight on why Jacques does not like the outdoors as much as he, you know, maybe would like to. So stay tuned with us and we'll be right back here on Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with an end-of-year gift planning tip. With the end of the year approaching, a charitable gift can help you support our mission and receive tax benefits. In addition to gifts of cash, here is a gift strategy worth considering. Gifts of appreciated assets such as securities or real estate are an excellent way for you to help our cause. Securities may be transferred directly to us, while real estate is transferred through a deed. These gifts will not affect your cash flow, and they provide the following tax benefits. A charitable deduction to help you save on taxes, a bypass of federal and state capital gains taxes, and an avoidance of tax on net investment income. To learn more about these strategies and the benefits of making an end-of-year gift, please call or visit our website today at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Do you know that your prayers today can still aid in the salvation of someone who died years ago? I'm Father Chris Alar. God is outside of time, and since he is all-knowing and all-powerful, he knows every prayer you will ever make and has the power to apply those graces to any point in time, past, present, or future. So if you have lost anyone, especially to suicide, and think that they are eternally lost, you can still help them. God can take your prayers from today and give someone grace at the time of their judgment because he forever knew that you would make that prayer and he wants you to help them accept his offer of salvation. So there is still hope. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. 
heard right here on the RPR Network. Hey, welcome back here to Real Presence Live. I'm Karen Gibas along with Jacques Daniel, and we are here interviewing Jacques' beautiful and lovely bride, Annie Daniel. We are discussing the Federation of North American Explorers, which I just have to ask, is it a Catholic, did they call it the Catholic Scouts? Is that a proper definition? Yeah, so the so the in Europe, the organization that's recognized by the Vatican as a lay apostolate is um is the International Union of Guides and Scouts of Europe. So in North America, because of the really the Boy Scouts have taken the word scout, scout. and trademarked it. Yeah. Uh and to avoid uh any legal battles and worrying about upsetting our uh, those folks is uh, that we just changed the name to Explorers. So the Federation of North American Explorers is a member of the International Union of Guides and Scouts of Europe, founded by Venerable Jacques Savine. And it Savon. is a Catholic scouting movement is how we but it's not, define it. But it's not the Boy Scouts or the Girl Scouts with a Catholic faith no. put in there. No. From the ground up, it was, um, it was absolutely formed... Um, with this idea of everything we do is in service to God. Um, and uh, they have this really great illustration of a, a plate with four other plates spinning on it. And um, the sense of God is that that bottom plate, that um, we can't do anything until we understand um, who we are, who created us, um, how, how we are in worship and service to him, and then those other four pieces, the sense of the concrete, um, our ability to use our hands, um, practical skills, the sense of others, service, um, doing a kind deed, um, looking out for our brothers and sisters, uh, the character training, um, and our physical fitness, all of those things balance on that sense of God. Um, so our faith is at the very center of everything we do. It isn't just a, a little add on that we have, you know, um, it is who we are and everything else flows out of that. Right. It's dependent upon, it's not like, well, okay, here we have our Catholic faith, but okay, let's just like bring in and say, okay, we'll start with prayer and we'll end with prayer. Correct. It, it's, it's everywhere. It's, it's woven through every lesson, every aspect, every reason why you do something. Some of the requirements even for advancement, you know, for the various uh, age levels is um, g going to the church and figuring out what the date of your baptism was, hmm. you know, and understanding that. Uh, that sacrament is is foundational to you and your Christian life, and so how many young people know where they were baptized and who their godparents were and what the date was, and uh, unless that's really talked about it in the home, right. you have, it's kind of in, yeah, that happened to me when I was a little kid. I don't know about it, but it's an important aspect of it. So right. that's that's one of the requirements in Timberwolves, I believe, to even um, to even make your initial promise. So this. Um the, I would say that the character training, the virtue training, the the aspect of going out and and knowing your faith, living your faith, proclaiming your faith, those are all things that make this stand out from other scouting organizations that are out there. Is there anything sure. else that makes it stand out? Um, you know, I would say that at the they are very clear that it's an 
educational program um, that is complementary to the family um, in order to help them become virtuous Christian men and women at the service of society within the church. And so that piece of it being complementary to the family um, is obviously extremely important to us. Um, when we were looking into it and we began to talk to people, we found that um, across the country and into Canada, groups meet all together, all of the ages, um, all in the all in the same space so that, for example, in our family, Jacques and I are both leaders and six of the eight kids are active explorers currently. So we can all be together and um, even while they're in their own dens or lodges, um, we're having that experience together as a family. It's not um, further dividing us or taking us away from um, our time together. Um, and then I would say something that really appealed to me, um, having, having been a part of scouting and um, having my brother and parents a part of scouting, is that... Um, they're very uh, clear that the same content needs to be taught to boys and girls alike, um, but it needs to be taught to their specific genius as male and female. And um, there is something that is really exciting for me to see um, my Explorer girls, I've got girls that are age 12 to 16, um, doing the same things that their brother explorers are doing. Same exact thing, but we do them in perhaps a different way. Um, we can enjoy the outdoors together, but maybe the things that um, interest us more are different than what the boys want to do. We don't necessarily want to, you know, rub dirt on each other and chase each other through the woods with sharp sticks. But we want to be outside and... Um, and, and I just really appreciate that as a mom of five girls and three boys, that they are learning the exact same skills, but just in a way that is specific to who they are, who God has created them to be as male and female. Right. And I find that that's important too, because mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, as much as I want my girls out there with the sticks, if they feel like they yes. want to go out there <laughs> and cream their big brother's behind her, then <laughs> by all means, if you think you can fight with the big dogs, go out there and Do try it. <laughs> But I would, I also want them to be able to, you know, say, oh, here's this flower. Look at this beautiful flower. See God's beauty in this flower. Mm -hmm. But that would be such a painful experience for some of my boys. Oh, yes. To sit there and have an entire period where they're looking at the beauty flower. It's, it, mom, it's a purple flower. <laughs> yes. It's got petals. Can I Move eat on. it? Can I eat it? <laughs> Although I will say that, um, you know, we have done... Uh, in the past, uh, we've done father-daughter dances, and so we leave the boys um, of all ages, 6 to 16, in charge of the decoration, and we, we plan it out ahead of time. And the first year that we did it, um, when I said to the Timberwolf boys, you know, they were 8 and 9, um, I have flowers, and it's one of your advancements that you have to know how to arrange flowers. Not a single one of them balked, and they were so proud to show their moms yeah. when their mom showed up with their sisters. Mom, look, I did this. Um, you know, that there is this idea that... Um, they find beauty in those things, they too. They find beauty in those things, too, and that um, they don't have to find it in the same way that exactly. the girls find it. You know, that exactly. they were just... 
um, really impressed that they could make these things with their hands, whereas the girls would be saying, it's so pretty. It's so beautiful. <laughs> look at here. What if I put a little sprig of this yes. over here? And look at this. Now it's balanced. The boys yes. are like, well, okay, we're Look done. at how many I put in. Yeah. yeah. It's a competition. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's all about, it's, the boys and girls are different. They are. Men and women God are different. God bless them. And yes. we are so grateful for that. Um, and, and I really do appreciate that the movement really focuses on those differences as complementary to one another. So there are a lot of misconceptions about the Federation of North American Explorers. I'm sure people think one thing when it's not really that. Mm. What are some of the hesitant factors that you hear from people who are, might be interested in joining but are unsure because of maybe time commitment? Sure. Or maybe, you know, they're thinking, oh, but this is a big, large time commitment. You know, is that the case? Yeah, I mean, there is a, we meet, our group meets weekly um, at the cathedral Tuesday nights from 6.30 to 8. Um, oftentimes there will be, you know, outings or things that might happen on the weekends. But the what Annie mentioned, and I think is key to this, is, um, our, our hope is that this is complementary to the family. And so like one of the explorer virtues is, uh, an explorer's duty starts at home. Uh -huh. And so as we've uh, seen it happen in our own family, at, at part of that virtue training is not just sort of out there otherworldly, but it's like, this is going to impact the home. What happens when, uh, the requirements of an explorer, the age that's, uh, you know, like 12 and a half, 13 to 16, 17 year olds, um, when one of their requirements is I have to make my bed every day, you mm -hmm. know, if I'm going to advance, I have to, I have to prove that I'm, that this is an important aspect to me that I'm contributing to the household that I, uh, um, I think one of the other requirements or optional things that they can do for their requirements is, is, uh, take up some task in the home that's not theirs. Uh, for a considerable amount of time, you know, that they're looking around by the time they get to wayfarers, which is the 18 to 24 year old range. Um, even the uniform itself is, is, um, is a signpost of a, a life of service, you mm -hmm. know, so service in the family, service in the community, service in the parish. And so, um, again, this is, there, there are some time commitments and it is, it is a commitment to be there. Um, there's a commitment, a little financial commitment in the uniform, um, but the benefits outweigh, I think, right. the commitments. So, it's just like everything. If you put the time and energy into it, you will reap the benefits. Absolutely. And I, you know, one of the questions that we get to is like, are there are there dues? How much fundraising do we need to do? Mm. Uh, understandably, too, uh, with large families. So uh, we try to make it as easy on families as possible, and um, our our community has been extremely generous. So that's good. Well, just briefly, can if someone who is listening now ha wants more information about either starting a group in their area, or if there is a group that already exists in their area, where can they go for that? They can go to the website fneexplorers.com. Okay. They can also search on Facebook for FNE Explorers. There are many active Facebook groups, and um, but the website itself, if they're in the Rapid City area, they can go to rcfne.com and find our local group. Um, 
there's a lot of resources out there to okay. connect them. Well, thank you, Annie, thank for you. coming in today and putting aside everything your family needed <laughs> from you this morning. Well, up yet next, we are going to talk about the year of St. Joseph and what it means for the Diocese of Sioux Falls. So we're headed over to the east side of the state with our next interview. Stay with us here on Real Presence Live. We will be right back. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 